The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Okay, we get right to it here on the Lombardi line on a Friday. Hope you're having a great day. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi in Jersey. And we say good afternoon, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great, Patrick. Good morning. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you very much. And we start, we'll get to the games, obviously, from last night. Michael, get you set up with your Sixers tonight. Uh, but we start with a trade. <laughs> do we have to talk about we, it? <laughs> we, we do. You made some waves yesterday. Congratulations. Uh, but we start Thank with you. a trade, and you can come at this from a front office perspective better than anybody. The Celtics trade Kemba Walker, 16th overall pick uh, to Oklahoma City. Coming back the other way is Horford reuniting with the Celtics. Moses Brown, the seven foot two kid that played at UCLA and a 2023 second rounder. But really what this is, is it gives Boston and now Stevens in that front office some flexibility. It gives them a, you know, they pick up $20 million of cap room. Because Kemba Walker was due 71 million, Al Horford's only due 54 with an option. So this is really, again, uh, Al Horford's movement, you know, creates another leverage point, and they take on Kemba Walker. This is what really Sam Presti's doing. He's taking on bad contracts. He'll move Walker before too long. I think he has 21 first-round picks now. Huh. But what 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 tells me about this trade is they gave up the 16th pick in the draft, which they had to do to get rid of Kemba Walker. Right. So basically, they gave up the 16th pick in the draft to get to get 20 million dollars of cap room. That's kind of how you have to look at it. Everything else is insignificant in the trade, and it it must tell me that this isn't a very good deep draft. Because they're willing to really exchange cap room. Now, Horford will be their starting center. There's no doubt. 
But to me, that the, the, the Celtics are sitting there saying, look, we can't get anybody to really advance our roster with the 16th pick. We need to make this move. The 20 million is way more important than that player. So I think that's how I saw it. Yeah, I think he nailed it. And they had to get away from Kemba. And, and you know what else they're getting? They're getting arrested Horford because Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> He's been practicing in the back parking lot. <laughs> Oklahoma City said, please go away. We think you provide value to our team and a potential to win basketball games for the second half of the season. So they're getting a, And, you know, Moses Brown, who's 7-2, played about 20 minutes a game, 9-9. Nine and nine, You know, some size. So you can see yeah. what Stevens is trying to do. Get away from the Kemba side and also bring some size back. Well, they had, you know, they have no, they have no, they had no center. I mean, no. you know, Robert Williams was their only center on the roster. And so when they da traded Daniel Thesis, they, they had no center. And so they really didn't have a big guy, you know, and, and I think that that's at least gives them somebody who can go into Philadelphia and guard Embiid, you know, once, the, the, once they start playing them again next year, it gives them at least a big man. But I think this is about Evan Fournier too. They want to resign him. And they needed some cap room to do that, and it gives them the ability. Would they rather have the twenty, the sixteenth pick, or re-sign Fournay? I think that's what they did. Yeah, and like you said, it, the, the draft actually pretty good up top, but. You know, once you get to that 15, 16, 17, which is what the Celtics had to give up, you're talking about maybe a Kispert, maybe an Isaiah Jackson, the forward from Kentucky, Trey Mann, the guard from Florida. So, you know, once you get to that range, you're, you're, you're taking a shot anyway. It comes down to evaluation, obviously. Right, and I think that the, the consensus of most people in the NBA is you can't draft a big man and get him to play right away. I mean, Weissman last year, I think he started to develop, but then he got hurt for Golden State. Yep. But I think for the most part, these big guys take a year or two to develop, and they needed somebody next year on the Boston Celtics roster. So, you know, they weren't going to get a center at 16, and if they did get a center at 16, if someone slipped to them, could they get them ready to play in a year? I doubt it. So when you start adding all those factors together, it certainly benefits the Celtics to make the move and give up what people would view as, oh, my God, that's a great pick. Well, when you look at the situation in the roster and as they move pieces around, I think it probably was something they needed to give up. Yeah, Michael, you, you nailed it. Kemba, two for 73 left. Horford, two for 53 left. But that second year is just partially guaranteed. So, you know, this is... If we're being fair, it's really just about getting out from underneath that Kemba cap. Yeah, and he's hurt. I mean, look, he's he hurt. hurt. Good player. You know, and, and I, I, you got to take your hat off to, to Charlotte. Charlotte didn't, you know, and he played really well for Charlotte. And I thought he was a great player for Charlotte. And when he went to the Celtics, I was like, wow, that was, you know, why did Charlotte not resign them? Give them credit. They knew a lot more than we did based on the injury and the durability. Remember, I know this is hard to believe, but durability is as important as ability. We see that with the Sixers. Lombardi line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're having a good one. Got plenty to get to. Uh, just going through the Celtics moving on from Kemba Walker. And you just nailed it. And I think that's the paradox. You can help me. But in the front office is you want to move on too early as opposed to too late. And yeah. Charlotte decided in Charlotte when Kemba was kind of hot there, they moved on. Maybe they saw this coming. There were some injury concerns. I think you, you know, look, would you, they have liked to have him for one year? Probably. But yeah. then when you have to guarantee the deal and then because you own his rights, you get all that, you know, you've got to go forward with everything. I think that was problematic for them. So, you know, 
it's it's a really good deal for for Charlotte to walk away, even though at the time, me included, you know, like that seems strange. He's a really good player. Why are we getting rid of him? Why aren't we signing him? Well, you know, he's got some problems that their doctors and their medical staff obviously knew about. He's the guy, you know, as a 76er fan or anybody that could use help in the backcourt. You know, Kemba at one point was like, man, he's kind of under the radar there in Charlotte. Let me get a piece of that. And, you know, the Celtics found themselves in a spot where they, that back-end deal, the back-end often gets you. You know, baseball, they were handing Miguel Cabrera, they got a 10-year contract when he's 29, 30 years old. You know you're going to get burned on that. Yeah, I mean, look at look at the Phillies, Bryce Harper. You don't think they're going to get oh, burned on that 13-year contract? They're already regretting I mean, it. <laughs> they're already regretting it. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense, right? So, you know, you've got to, I mean, look, I, I love Jimmy Butler. And I would have signed Jimmy Butler at the 76ers instead of Tobias Harris if I were running the team. But I was scared to death of extending Butler because of his injury situation. I would have been really scared of both. Yeah. You know, and Harris was the healthier guy, and you could guarantee that he was going to be the player. But that, that weighs into the decision. Don't, don't discount that. Your durability is as important as ability. I think you nailed it. Okay, we'll, we'll come back and recap that in a little bit here on the Lombardi line. Just wanted to back up to move forward here, Michael. And I thought there's a lot to dig into here with that Nets-Bucks game. You nailed it. We talked about it. Felt like a Bucks blowout. Uh, ends up being 104-89. Under hit big time. You've been killing it with those unders. Um, but again, the Bucks do cover. Closed five. You know, we were sitting here. It was touching six yesterday. Ended up closing five. So maybe a trickle there of Nets money coming in. Uh, but this was the, you know, I don't know if the Nets were specifically playing for a game seven, but uh, the Bucks were certainly, certainly dialed up there. I, I think a lot of it, when you watch the first quarter and the first half, you know, you saw Durant. I mean, you know, he shoots 50% from the floor. It was two of eight for the three-point line. But there wasn't the same – it wasn't the same Kevin Durant. It didn't have the same the vibe. Night. He didn't have the it same look. It didn't have the same feel. He didn't have it. And so, you know – and I think that maybe I'm not saying he rested because he played great. I mean, you know, you, got, you score 32, have 11, you know, turned the ball over seven times, though, Patrick. That That's the of the yep. 16 turnovers. He and Harden had 11 of them. I think and that's you... going to translate into points. But I, you know, when I watch the series to me, Milwaukee is a lot like Philadelphia. When they go isolation and they don't pass the ball, when they don't get their assist total up and they just keep the ball. I mean, they only had 14 assists in the game. And you say, well, that's great. They won the, but they won the game. You're nitpicking Lombardi. No, look, they won the game because Middleton was on fire. He's 11 for 16. He was five of eight. If he doesn't shoot like that, they can't win with 14 assists. Nailed it, and they killed Brooklyn on the break, outscored them 26-4. to Brooklyn's more of that half-court team. There was just intensity to a Bucks team that Middleton was, I mean, you just said it, 38 points. He was 11 of 16 from the floor, also 10 boards, 5 assists, and 5 steals. Just awesome in the game, and to be fair, Giannis was dialed in as well. But if you take a look at, and I want to just go back to Durant for a little bit, he attempted 30 field goals. I wrote down in my notes while I was watching it, um, any shot that's not a Durant shot right now is a bad shot for the Nets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and some of his threes are not great shots either, you know? And so I think, you know, they get a little impatient and look the the wear and tear of this, we saw Harden, you know, he may, he played 43 minutes last night. 
You know, I mean, uh, he played 40 minutes. I'm sorry. He played 40 minutes as well. He couldn't yeah. move a lick. The fact that he could stay out on an NBA court without moving laterally or bursting forward is really somewhat remarkable. But I, I think Durant, I, I don't want to say he was saving it, but I just don't think Durant had the same juice in his lower body that we saw two nights ago. And look, if you're Milwaukee, you win the game and you don't even shoot well from the three-point line. At some point, you know, what you got to be happy about in the game is is – Giannis didn't even attempt a three. He didn't even attempt a three in the game. And Holiday has got to be better than one for ten from the three-point line. I mean, he's if they're going to beat the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn uh, when they play Saturday or Sunday. It's Saturday. Saturday. If they're going to beat him on Saturday night, he's got to be better than one for ten from the from the three-point line. I mean, they were twenty-one percent. They were seven for thirty-three from the three-point line. My man Connaughton, he was zero for five. And he had a hell of a game the other night. Forbes is 0 for 2. They got nothing from their bench, Patrick, and they were still able to win that game. Yep, 7 of 33, as you mentioned, from 3 for the Bucks. But again, got out in transition and really outran the Nets. The starters for both teams were pulled with about 4.5 to play. So whether or not the Nets were saving it, they certainly were towards the end there. You see the opener for tomorrow night. 110 up and down, it's a pick em. It couldn't be more even. I guess if you want to say somebody's favorite, it's the Bucks because they're going on the road by a point or two. But again, there's a bit of a mitigation on home court here. Uh, but that's where we stand. A couple other things. They never trailed in the game. And one thing with the Nets, Michael, as far as familiarity, that, that was they've used 41 different starting lineups this year. They've used 11 different starting lineups in the postseason. That's tough to find any continuity if you're a Nets team. Yeah, and the fact that the, no bench player, no bench player played more than five minutes in the game. I found that really, really unbelievable. Yeah. No bench player. I mean, you know, Griffin played 31 minutes. That, I mean, this is not a young team. You know, nobody on their bench played more than five minutes. I mean, that's that to me, this says you got not a lot of confidence in what you're going. And now I understand the game was a blowout at the end and they rested people with four minutes, but for the most part, that rotations were tight. They were not subbing out anybody. If they're going to go like this and they have to play against another another seven-game series, are they going to have enough gas left in the tank? And to be, as a Pistons fan, I don't think he quit on the Pistons, or maybe he did. But to be fair, Blake Griffin, he popped a couple of games there, but he is what he is at this point. You know, I mean, he doesn't have the same elevation that he once had. He could jump over cars. He's, you know, he's <laughs> trying to massage his game into a three-point shooter. And, you know, he's not dynamic. You know, look, he's not dynamic under the rim. He doesn't rebound as well as he once did. He, he, he's not the same player. He's trying to become a different player. But they, they're playing with no center either. I mean, you know, the question is whomever they play. Next game, if they play Capella, which is probably the good chance they're going to do, it fits them a lot better because Capella's not going to take anybody in the low post either. Nope, absolutely. Michael, a quick update here. Lombardi line, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Some news coming in, a little bit of a Woj bomb here. The Jazz game six tonight in L.A., of course. Mitchell's ankle progressing to be a game-time decision. Mike Conley Jr. with the hamstring, similar to obviously James Harden, is working towards a return to the lineup. Of course, the Jazz trail 3-2 in that series, Western Conference semis. Conley has to come back for this team. Well, you know, I mean, unless look, he's not, he unless he's not he can, prepared, you know, unless there's too much of an unless injury, unless he just can't play. I mean, you know, look, that's these are the things you just can't control, and and yeah, I mean, you can't let you can't let the team out there and let them die. But I mean, at some point, right, you got to be able to, uh, uh, you know, you got to feel like 
you got to be able to function and play properly. I don't know if he can do that. And that's the biggest problem. Yeah, and the number. And it's one thing about being cleared to play. It's another thing to be able to play effectively. Yeah, we saw that with Harden, you know, who was a little yeah. bit more effective last night. But that's just because he's. Well, a he just made shots. Yeah. He couldn't move. I mean, he, he just, you know, he was able to get enough elevation on a shot to make it, you know. But, and, he, and I think for Harden, he's probably saying, look, I haven't gotten hurt since, you know, I'm making progress. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm making progress. There was a, the best example was, I'm sure you saw it, where the Nets had an opportunity to get out and run when Harden grabbed the board, yeah. and he just put the brakes yeah. on. And he, he retreated. He, he's a fa- he, you know, he's a fascinating athlete because he doesn't look much like an athlete, but he is a great no, athlete. And, but and he just knows he knew his body. He saw him pull up, and that's why I wrote down as far as the break, the Bucks outscoring the Nets twenty six to four. I, I I'll be curious. Wow! I just just as we're talking, I'm sorry to, to interrupt my thought, but the Jazz went from a point and a half up to two tonight. So. I don't know if maybe the Woj bomb had such an immediate steam? impact. Is that, steam? Is that there's Woj steam all of a sudden on the Jazz there's Woj right now? Woj steam out of Des Moines. I mean, out of Des Moines. I mean, right now, well, you know, Utah's had of the 8,400 bets that I see on my board. Utah was getting 70% of the money on those bets and 72% of the tickets. So I, I don't think Paul George convinced anybody that he could dazzle them. Now, you know, it's funny that we, we had him as a pick em. That 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 game. The Brooklyn, the Brooklyn uh, Milwaukee game opened up. Milwaukee was a point favorite. Then it went to Brooklyn. Right. Then it flipped, and now it's Pickham. Right? Isn't it going back and forth? The Milwaukee, yeah, they they opened. Milwaukee opened one tomorrow night, and then it flipped to Nets one. And here we have a just straight up Pickham. Some books still have the Nets laying a point, Michael. Look at that under at 215 and a half. It was two, what, 39? When that we is hilarious. I didn't even, oh my goodness. Uh, 215 and uh, a half. And by the way, the two, so <laughs> what Michael's referencing, we love this. We, we hit 240 in game one. Last night closed 220. That was the lowest of the six. And we never sniffed an over. Never. I, actually, I think the only game that went over was last, was the fifth, was the Durant game. And it that landed. Didn't have the looks of going no, over. No, it landed 222. You know? It closed 222, and the total landed 222. So we've only, I mean, it's, it was a push. Yeah, I mean, and, and that one, to be honest, was a lucky was a lucky push. There it is, 5-0-1, Michael, for the series. Yeah. Uh, uh, all to the under. <laughs> they keep on adjusting this. I mean, five, and another adjustment. Right. I mean, they've now adjusted you, 25 off the opener. I mean, think about that. I mean, that is, I mean, even from now, again, it's game seven. So you're going to expect some intensity and obviously defense, but even to go from six to seven and have a five point adjustment is pretty, uh, it's pretty substantial. So yeah, you nailed it. A bucks opener of one flip to the nets one, but we have it as a pick them here. We'll get to that one in just a little bit. We just saw the number move uh, slightly tonight with the Clippers up to uh, the jazz up to two. Now that one, just to be clear, you were a little surprised that the jazz were even favored on the road yesterday. You know, I mean, after they got beat, you know, in the way Mitchell's ankle looks and he's not able to do, what did he shoot six for 20? You know, he wasn't the same player. 
yeah, we know he's hurt, so that's a problem. So, you know, and they haven't solved the riddle of Ty Lue's defensive adjustment by hugging the three-point shooters and taking Gobert and making them play out in the corner. They really, Quinn Snyder hasn't had an answer. Now, I think sometimes Quinn Snyder's a good coach, and sometimes your personnel doesn't allow you to have an answer. And I think that's the biggest problem here. You know, there's three guys that have to take a hit. And far be it from me, uh, but Budenholzer, Snyder, and Doc Rivers have to take hits here because, you know, I, and it was a simple adjustment from Ty Lu, but the adjustment to go small has yet to be countered by the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, look, and Doc, have you, have you seen Doc's, have you seen Doc's history of, of losing leads going back to Milwaukee, going back to Boston, going back to Orlando? It's not great. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's a long, it's not a short list. It's a long list. I don't want to, you know, so he has blown leads. I mean, this is just part of the DNA and closing it out. And I think a lot of it is too, is whether, you know, does he not adjust or does he not want to develop? I think a lot of it is, you know, I think sometimes this happens in the NFL, Patrick. I think this is one of Belichick's many, many great strengths. You've got to be able to sit there during the regular season and say, if we don't do this well, we'll never win a championship. And you might have to give up some games in September and October and November. But when you can practice that and get that right, you're prepared yourself for a championship. It happens with players. You know, we're going to have to live with this player's growing pain. The fact that, you know, Doc doesn't even have an offensive, doesn't have a significant rotation. I mean, tell me a good team that you've watched growing up that you didn't know, you know, look, Andrew Toney's coming in the game now. Bobby Jones is coming in the game now. There was a bench that you could rely on. A lot of it is just as Vince Lombardi would say, it's just grab, grab, grab. Okay, let me try Middleton. Let me try this guy, you know. To me, there's a little bit of a disorganization of thought there. Now, would that be cousin of Vince Lombardi or the Vince Lombardi, the other Vince Lombardi? The Vince Lombardi. Okay. The Vince Lombardi. No, the, the, no, he doesn't grab, grab, grab. <laughs> he no, says, no, 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 I've, he, I've, he I've, I've complains, complains, uh, complains. Yeah, well, I would, I would. Now, I've, we've somehow skillfully managed, and we will get to the Sixers in the next segment here, and then we'll carry it over. We'll what get to I West. What did I do wrong yesterday? You told me I, I started. I didn't no, start you, anything. No. What did I do wrong? I thought. To be honest with you, I thought your analysis was awesome. And we got, uh, uh, from what I understand, a ton of great feedback. As a matter of fact, I walked in today and Gil said, your boy was fired up yesterday about the 76ers. I said, frankly, I thought he was as zen as possible and just really (laughs) explained that this team is, part of my language, a freaking disaster. (laughs) You know, as they said in the Bronx tale, there's nothing worse in life than wasted talent. Well, it's called zigzag betting, so it's a zigzag from Michael Lombardi as far as analysis. When people expect you to come in and be pissed and be mad about the 70s, you're like, hey, I feel great. That's the best night's sleep you've had in a long time after that game. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I really do. And when they get beat by Atlanta and the process is over and we can put it to bed and we can move on with a legitimate thought, you know, Amal, I understand, still believes in the process. He thinks it's all Ben Simmons. Does he? Amal. Of course, uh, yeah, and Amal also believes that Bill Belichick had nothing to do with winning Super Bowls. That conversation has to happen. Okay, (laughs) that one has to happen. I got to straighten that out. Okay, that's got to end right there. Because when you're saying that, you really have, you're so far out of the race, you have no clue. Amal's best when he's talking about Amal. That is, and he's a friend of Ohio State. Or Ohio State. We love you, Amal. We're coming back. We'll get into that Phillies game coming up tonight, of course.
It's the Lombardi line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, basketball, hockey, baseball, every day of the week over at BetMGM. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. It has all your favorite wagering options, go in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Remember, if you just bring your state-issued ID to any MGM property on the Strip, you're going to be ready to bet within minutes. They kill it over there. they got state-of-the-art technology, fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Have a gambling problem? Please call 1-800-522-4700 as we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line on a Friday, of course. 
uh, Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point, where I believe we're going to touch like 118 today, my man. 118. Are you really? Uh, it was all- I heard the, I heard the other yesterday was supposed to be the highest temperature ever in Death Valley. Is that true? I guess maybe 110 today, so it's cooling off. Uh, when I walked in, when I walked in, before 9 a.m., it was at my car. It said it was already 102. So <laughs> I like the I mean, heat, though. It's it's nice. I like the heat. It's hey, you know what they call it? A dry cheap? heat. A dry, oh yeah, that that, I, that that was a lie. That was one of the great lies of all time. There's nothing dry about. There's nothing dry about 109. It's hot. It's called hot. It's very hot. Yes, it is. Yeah, no. I think there were some records broken yesterday. I think. How about Jeezy? Is she is she going out or home, home girl with her little scrot? No. What she does is she pokes. She's she's got an attitude. She'll she'll go out and like that meme of the little kid baby turning around immediately running back in the house. She is not interested I in this it. heat right now. So we're. Like, we're doing our walk at five. We're doing our walk about five forty-five a.m. now, because I'll not feel that, that. Not that it's not that it's cooler then. <laughs> no, it's still crazy. Um, so before we get yeah. into before we get into the numbers and everything, which is, I just want to know your Friday night. So what? <laughs> how will I got you? A great Friday night. How will you line up? I got like, a great Friday. Yeah, night lay it Friday. out for me. All right. Well, you know, tonight is. Uh, Thomas Gable, our dear friend, invited the great Bill Berman and I uh, over to, uh, to we're going to have dinner together. So I think we're our reservations at seven. We're going to go to where we first started out, the old ocean yeah. casino, which is at the north tip of uh, Atlantic City. Uh, we're going to go there. There's a steakhouse called America Cut. We're going to go there, have a little dinner, Thomas Gable, Bill and I, and just break a little bread. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to come home, get ready for the show for tomorrow. And I probably uh, will just watch the highlights to watch the Hawks celebrate their victory. Now, is, is I probably t- won't turn it on. Is, yeah, right. is tonight in lieu of something special that's happening for my man tomorrow, which we can discuss tomorrow? Or is tonight just random? No, no, no. This is just a random, you know, Millie's away. Thomas has always said he wanted to go out to dinner. So we just felt like we would just, this was the perfect. I'm jealous. I'm going to have FOMO. That's a good threesome. That's a good threesome right there. Gable's a a great guy. Berman, we know, is a great guy. You obviously. But Gable's a great dude. It really is. So Usually bookmakers kind of like that, so. you know, Vinny, who I have here, it's obviously not a great guy. And then Thomas Gable is just playing. But, you know, we, we're, we're not going. Thomas doesn't want to go where he works. So we're going to go over to the oceans. And instead of going to the, there's a place, there's a restaurant in the Borgata. Tremendous. If you ever go to the Borgata, the old homestead, which is a steakhouse. Oh, tremendous. it's so good. But we're going to go. We're going to go to the one. We're going to go to American Cut, which is also very good in, in there. So, yeah, I don't think I'm going to really partake. If I do, I'll check the score. I'll watch the game tomorrow morning before I come on the air, so I actually have commentary about the game. Wait, you're being serious? You're not going to watch it? I am being dead serious. No, no, I won't. I mean, I'm done. I'm done. Look, here's the thing people have to understand, and I think this is really important. (laughs) I think this is really important for the betting market. I think it's very important. You don't turn on mental toughness. This isn't like the gas line at your house. This isn't like the the hot water line at that. No, you don't just turn on mental toughness. Oh, we're going to play better tomorrow. Well, really, seriously, you had them down 18. You had them down 26. You can't put your foot. If you're up by eight with, with three minutes to go in the game, you're not going to hold that lead. Like, seriously, you have, you, you have lost your confidence. You, there's no way. I mean, if you're, if you're, going, if you're in Atlanta better, take the three and <laughs> smile. The sharps will. I, 
okay, can I push back that you did essentially watch 72 regular season games. Nobody watches more than you. Nobody invests more time in it than you. And you're going to bail out. I've collected enough data. I've collected enough data. I have done. Wisdom will come later. I've collected enough data. I'm done. I'm done collecting data. I've, I finally have reached a, I'm not on a doctoral study, Patrick. I've reached a conclusion. They lack mental toughness. They are soft, soft, soft. I cannot tell you how much I respect that you're just bailing on the elimination game. <laughs> after, like, I'll tell you a story when I bailed right. before. When we come back, we'll get into it, and Michael will actually give you his play, even though he ain't watching that game. What's the point? We'll come back. Lombardi line. What a classic. Any parts of the Lombardi line or anything on the VEASAN schedule, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all the shows. Follow the Money Numbers game. My guys in the desert, as I mentioned, Lombardi line. VEASAN, best bets, of course, Josh Applebaum's podcast, Market Insights, Gil Alexander, Beating the Book. It's all there, Ron Flatter's Racing Pod. It's all free. It's VEASAN.com slash podcast, wherever you get your podcast. VEASAN.com slash podcast. We, I mean, I am just dying. This is what this is what makes Lombardi a legend. Commits all that time. Elimination game tonight. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to get a steak with the boys. Uh, but the 76ers and Atlanta Hawks tonight. Philadelphia is up to three. And we've got a total of 221. Steam. Oh, that just reassures me that there's steam there. And... Really Our buddy John Ewing over at BetMGM, 61% of the tickets on the 76ers, 76% of the handle on the 76ers. So a lot of love for your boys. Let me ask you a question. Uh-oh. If they have a 10-point lead with five minutes to go in the game, is anybody going to be comfortable? Oh, no. No. And they got to cover oh, three? No. Oh, gosh, no. And they got to cover three? I mean, play the game out. Play the game out. Look, in 19, I think it was 69, it was after they traded Wilt. You know, I was a fat kid on my bike. I ran home one day because the Sixers were on TV at like 5 o'clock. And they had, they had some really bad players on the team. And I watched it, and I like, I, finally I turned my TV off. I said, like, why am I wasting my time with my friends? And then I was in college with, at Hofstra, and it was 79. And I, and I literally stayed in instead of going out. And I watched Al Skinner run a baseline. Eric Money was the point guard. He ran a baseline screen for uh, – Al Skinner to shoot a left-handed shot from the corner baseline. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm giving up chasing all the chasing people on the street for this. Are you kidding? <laughs> so, I mean, I've quit them before. I have to go to rehab. There's no doubt. I have yeah. to go to rehab before I'll, I, I won't completely quit. I mean, they'll lure me back in this off season with some stupid move they make, but I think there's, I really do. I think we should get it. I think VEASAN, we should do this podcast. We should do this series is, the minute the 76ers had the third pick in the draft, from that moment forward, how bad this team has been constructed. 
It is fascinating. Also, the Hawks are three-point dogs in elimination tonight at home. The Hawks are 20-6 and ATS, their last 26 home games. So everything points to collapses of 18 and 26 successively. That hasn't happened in 50 years, uh, what's happened with the 76er team, yet they're still favored by three. Yeah, well, it's still going to, you know, they don't have an alpha. They don't have anybody who's going to take the game over, you know? And so, you know, big boy, he, you know, will he come in and take the game over if he's, he's not exhausted? You know, I mean, <laughs> let's be real honest here. I mean, everything about this team since the process for me has gone against everything that I believe in in terms of how you build teams. You build teams with great culture. You build teams with mental toughness. You build team with toughness. You get talented players who, who have toughness, who want to excel when the game's on the line. This is, a, this is an organization that rewarded not having to play, not having to work hard. And we're going to give you a max contract, even though you haven't played, to show us your, your ability. We haven't made you work for anything. So it's, as I said to my two sons, I'm like, everything I, I believe that helps team wins, they don't, they don't do. Um, I'm betting them right now because of your confidence. And I just, I agree with you. I, I'm, I, I don't know. How do you, how's this game going to go? It's there's five minutes to go in the game. Who's making a shot. I mean, if you don't if Seth Curry's not going to make a shot and what happened at the end of that game was Seth Curry was on the court. They had to keep him out there and they were attacking him defensively. And then he was, you know, that was a real problem. And so they're going to go after him. We don't go after why we don't go why we don't go after Trey Young is want to be one of the great mysteries right after the you know who shot Kennedy. I mean, like why don't we get Trey Young in foul trouble? Why don't we make him have to guard somebody? Trey Young looks mortal compared to those two giants and Bede and Simmons, and he has more heart than those two combined. He does. I mean, it's like I keep I mean, Will Hill texts me and says, like, how are they letting Harden get away? I mean, you know who Harden was guarding last night? Who? Robin Lopez. Rolo. He was guarding Lopez because they they put Lopez over in the corner. Like, I, I don't get that. Look, I know we want to shoot threes. I love it, right? Make Harden guard the guy in the low post. Yeah, it's Brooke. What's Brooke, wrong Brooke with Lopez, two same thing, though. Yeah. I'm sorry. Was it Brooke? I, I, I get him. I, think I get him I'm confused sorry. every all the time, but I understand your point. I mean, why not get Brooke Lopez in the low post to make him have Harden? Harden's getting away with playing five feet off of him and never having to move. And just the deeper this series goes with the Embiid's knee and the confidence gap and it just tonight, and you know Atlanta, that crowd's going to be awesome. I was surprised by the crowd the other night. The crowd's going to be awesome. Oh, they're going to be into it. <laughs> this is going to be. It's I, gonna why don't you watch just for, the, just for the comedy? Aren't you going to watch just to see it go down? Oh, I've seen this movie before. I've seen the ending. I've seen it. I know how this ends. I can't get I mean, enough. I predicted it. I predicted it. You know, and now I, I think there's a learning lesson here. You know, Will Hill has the 76ers. As much as I told him not to do it, he did it anyway. He had the Sixers in the, in, to go to the conference final, to, to the Eastern finals. And I think it was a 12-1. And so, but he did a smart thing. He kept laying off that bet. 
and now he's kind of now he's made more than that bet would have cashed. Well, he's coming back the other way and on the Hawks to mitigate his exactly, risk. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think that's what we we as betters you've got to understand. This is a this isn't a singular line item business. This is a how do I maximize my ability to make money in this sport? Yeah, plenty of ways to get off of it and hedge and. You know, limit your risk, including in-game betting. But Will Hill, who has the 76ers coming out of the East, oh my gosh! He's sending me. I mean, he doesn't even. He must not know who I. He's sending me positive texts this morning. Like, well, please, please tell me what he said. I have to hear. I have to. You know, like, but like legitimately, like quotes from like his his yeah, ball like, as a child, like posters from the he, other Vince Lombardi. He's got. Let me. What's he got? He, he said this morning. Play like said, a champion today. He said, I think we're winning the series. You know, you can't grow wings until you jump. It's a great day to win a ball game. Let's go. He's such a clown. I'm not like, you literally a clown. Come on, Will. You know, I love you. And he's going to watch this. He'll get a text tonight. Great show, boys. He's he's pumping me up, but he's going to bet Atlanta. You know, you notice all our friends like the show more when they're mentioned the most. We get texts like, hey, fellas, great show today. Yeah, because we talked about you for 20 minutes. We know, Will. <laughs> I, love the, I love the positive affirmation coming in. Screw that. Like, hey, Moneyline, Atlanta, why not? Let's do it. Oh, Amal, Amal has chimed in. He loved the line, but he also said, tell Michael one playoff appearance in eight years without Tom Brady. No, no, com- no comment, Shaw. No comment. The Nuts coming up next. Wes Reynolds coming up yeah. next. Here, Lombardi line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, turn $1 into 100 Paid for in free bets. New customers over at BetMGM. Sign up using the bonus code VSIN100 tonight. 76ers or Hawks hit a three. Bam, you're going to win $100. Okay? It's a new customer offer. Paid for in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. Located Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and West Virginia. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text Redline 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Michael Lombardi, of course, Jersey. Big plans tonight. Dinner plans. Uh, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Wes Reynolds, of course. Let me, like, yeah, like, before I'd we love, bring I'd Wes on, I don't, I don't want to hurt Wes this time. But can Amal go back and watch the first Uh-oh. Super Bowl the Patriots won when, the, when they, they stopped the greatest show on turf? And then if he would watch the last Super Bowl the Patriots won when they held the Rams to three points, you know, he might want to revisit that. Yeah. He, he might want to revisit his commentary. Yeah. But if he wants to look at stats and numbers, that's fine. Go yeah. ahead. He said, tell Michael, one playoff appearance – for Belichick. Don Shula, Don Shula went five years without going to the playoffs with Dan Marino. Where's he have Dan, Don Shula? Um, I'll text him. I'm just the messenger. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I'm yeah. caught up in the middle here. Uh, but people, he did like the line about them so all liking them all. Uh, some people are so far out of the race, they actually think they're in the lead. <laughs> well, always in the lead is Wes Reynolds as we welcome Wes in. Hey, Wes, so we just... Uh, Michael just told me that he's he's going out to dinner tonight. He's literally he, he committed more time to watching the 76ers all year than anybody. Uh, but he's out. He's going out with Thomas Gable and Bill Berman tonight. So I ask you, do you have any uh, superstitions when watching your favorite teams or teams you bet on? Patrick, when you got into that discussion with Michael there, you were like, I'm just a messenger. My name's Ben at nine in it. So. I don't blame you for not getting involved <laughs> in going you. down that rabbit hole. But, yeah, I do have some superstitions. I think, you know, that's kind of the nature of sports betting because I get into this with, with Danielle Alvari, who's kind of new to the sports betting scene. We've been doing some My Guy shows together, and she kind of looks at us like we're absurd for having these superstitions and whatever and kind of worried about bad luck and bad juju and bad mojo against us. So I'm like, well, you haven't gone through the pain that the rest of us have done. Like Matt humans and some other guys on our air at Beeson 
very superstitious when it comes to betting. So absolutely, I totally get it why, okay, if you're invested in a team and you get nervous about it, that you might not want to watch that team. So go enjoy dinner, Michael. Don't be game tomorrow. Thank you. To be fair, he's and, not and nervous. He's not nervous. He's I over can, I'm not nervous at all. I'm not nervous at all. I, I, and I can only imagine Danielle Alvarez's uh, facial expressions because nobody does TikTok better than her. Like, seriously. I mean, she is a TikTok. I don't even know what TikTok is, but when I watch her videos, I laugh. I love she them. Is, she is tremendous. But and Wes is right. You got to build those calluses throughout the years of betting. Michael, you should start a TikTok That's this weekend. That's why we lift all them weights. Why Patrick? don't you start That's a TikTok? I'd weights. love to see some videos from you on TikTok. You want to start that this weekend? No, I don't think okay. I'll do that. Oh, I all right. Listen, Brown's again, TikTok. Messenger. I saw Mac. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get Anna Berman to do it for me. She'll okay. do it. Uh, she'll Anna, do Anna it can handle that. Anna. Uh, okay. Well, this isn't in your notes, Wes, but I'm going to pin you down and make you give us a play here on 76ers Hawks today in Atlanta. Tonight in Atlanta, 76ers are up to three, and it's a 221 and a half total. God, one thing I don't know what to do, Patrick, is with the side, but I don't know how you can play the over when you've really watched this series because as down as people are on the 76ers right now, they've played pretty darn good defense, and they've really slowed the pace, and I think Atlanta has really struggled to score. They were able to score at the end because Philadelphia just went empty on every single possession. Three of five games have gone under in this series. And actually, when you look at the Hawks side, 10 of the last 13 have gone to the under, dating back to the last week of the regular season. Look, and, and now it's kind of baked into the cake. The market has corrected itself. It's priced in right now. But it, it would be hard for me. I'm not necessarily endorsing, you know, not playing an over, but it would be hard to, for me to play an over necessarily because I think Philadelphia does have the recipe to stop Atlanta and make Trey Young kind of a one-man show and just kind of shut down the rest of the guys. But, you know, you often get that priced in in an elimination-type game because now it's game six. Philadelphia's back is against the wall. So you would think, okay, what are they going to succeed at? They're going to succeed at maybe slowing the pace a little bit. So I would lean to the under here, but I have not bet that. Would you agree with that, Michael, under tonight, 76ers? Uh, you know, I, I, I would. I, I do think it's about, you know, look, the Sixers are not good in the half court. And if if the Hawks can make them play a half court game, which you got to make baskets, you know, you can get set your defense after you make baskets. And if they cannot turn the ball over, then they make it a half court game, which slows the game down. And it puts the Sixers in a huge, huge disadvantage because their half court offense is not good. It's not. I mean, they get the ball to Embiid. They don't pass it. They're scared to, to take the shots at the end of the game. So I do. I like the under. Okay, Wes, we're going to go another under. The late game tonight, of course. Uh, Jazz at clip under 220 and a half. Yeah, and, and, and it has ticked up a little bit, Patrick, and it may even tick up slightly more like a half a point or a point when Donovan Mitchell is officially ruled as probable. He's still questionable, but look, this is an elimination game for the Jazz. He's not going to not play. He's mm -hmm. going to go even if he's 50%, 60%, 70%, whatever he is. He's going to go in this game. The reason why I like this under is because what we saw in game five, we saw Paul George be playoff P. He wasn't punchline P. He wasn't pandemic <laughs> P. He was playoff P. And he absolutely produced 37.16 rebounds. But it was really the other guys that we don't want to bury here. Marcus Morris, 25 points. Reggie Jackson, 22 points. 
Reggie's given you a couple big games in this series, but you've got guys like Marcus Morris, and you've got guys like Terrence Mann who had 13 points, and this is predicated on his minutes being increased because he was missing in action really the first two games. And what really kind of clinched that game five in Utah for the Clippers was when Terrence Mann got that ball in the corner, did that pass fake, and then drove it right into the lane and dunked on Rudy Gobert. So uh, Terrence Mann, Terrence grown-ass man is what he was, dunking <laughs> over the best defensive center in the league. And that's what really I thought since the game. But nevertheless, you got a guy that produced higher than his level. And that's often what you see in these NBA games, where if you have a star, especially one that gives you a lot on offense, you can replace that star in a one-game situation. The second game when Kawhi now being the star in question is going to be out. That's the hard part in terms of replacing that offense because uh, you can replace it in the first game, but oftentimes you can't replace the defense. But I think now that it's game six, it gets to be a little bit of nervous time. I'm sitting on the Clippers plus 180 after game one for the series, and I'm basically going to stand pat on the side. I'm not going to play it. I understand why the money is going to Utah because it just feels like this series has been so erratic and up and down that it almost has to go seven games. But I like the under here. I think you're going to have two teams that once you get in the fourth quarter, and maybe you could wait for an end game on this if you don't like the pregame number. Once you get in that fourth quarter, you may see these possessions really start to slow down where you've got these teams taking 20 to 24 seconds every time down off the shot clock. And then that's where it really gets tied. Assuming this game is going to be a one or two or three possession game, then I think it's going to slow down as we go on. And Michael, you like yeah, the under there know, too. You know, I think when you look at when you look at the under over record of the referees, we got Kevin Scott, James Capers, and Eric Lewis doing the game today. You know, in all their games combined, they average about 200 points. Is typically what happens in their games that they referee over time. The over and under record is. Uh, uh, under 270, you know, one guy's 47%, another guy's 48, and then 47. So I do. The thing that always worries me about the under with Utah is if they get hot. I mean, in last game, when you look at the numbers, Utah's numbers were pretty consistent. I think they shot 45% from the field. They shot 45% from the three-point line, and they couldn't score enough. The way they're hugging the three-point shooters, I think it gives you a little credence to like the under here. I agree with Wes. Wes, we got time for another one here. The Yankees are coming home feeling themselves. Tyon on the bump tonight. Oakland in town. Looks like they're getting bet a little bit. Open 133. Let me give you an updated number here. Open 133 with the Yankees. Looks like it got bet up to 140 at most shops. We got it 138 here. Yeah, and Oakland, one of the hottest teams in the league, and they had an off day yesterday. They're 8-1 and one on the season off a day of rest, but yet you're seeing the Yankees getting the support because they took three in Buffalo against the Blue Jays. And I do think that this is a rebound spot for them. Jamison Tyon had his worst outing of the season in Philadelphia where he didn't even make it out of the first inning. I think that this is a rebound for the Yankees. And, you know, they were only one game over 500. Now they're four games over. We'll see what Brian Cashman, if he's going to make a deal at the deadline. But I do think you got some positive regression on Tyon here off that bad start. I'm going to back the Yankees on a bounce back. Okay, and speaking of which, you mentioned it at the start, drive time tonight, my guys in the desert with Danielle Alvari and Wes Reynolds. You guys are doing a great job. Keep it up, Wes, and thank you for the time. Thanks for having me on, Thanks, fellas. Wes. Have a good, good weekend. Good luck tonight. We didn't get you to, bet. We didn't get to talk TV. Next time we will with Wes. I, 
I said to or golf. Uh, well, you know, Wes is great on that golf stuff too. He, lo- I mean, he's great. Did you watch the golf yesterday? Uh, well, the best part about it is your time. It's playing into the evening. It's playing. It's prime time golf. It, it is awesome. And Tory Pines, uh, Tory Pines plays great on television. Uh, this yeah. is going to be a stacked leaderboard going into the weekend, and we can get an update yeah, on that coming to back. Watch. Uh, tremendous. I think. Uh, let's see, Amal. I said, "Don't be triggering my man." And Amal just wrote, uh, "He, uh, ha ha emojis." So the battle continues. I mean, he. Th- this well, is I'm so Amal taking down, you taking down Belichick. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine yeah, Amal? He's gonna take down Belichick, right? I got it. Okay. Hey, he understands team building better than anybody, Amal. You gotta think big. And Amal is thinking, he's always thinking big. We appreciate that. We come back. We do have That's NFL. We do have... And, and, you know, Mike Palm stirred it up. Mike Palm's the one who told no, me he said it. No, I don't he believe that. Mike Palm. I don't believe that Mike would yeah. stir anything up. Mike Palm's the boat that goes through the wake zone, and he deals, you deal with the waves after he leaves. NFL News next here at Lombardi Line on a Friday. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.